Jimbo Fisher, former FSU head coach, feeling away. Okay, we're done. We're done here. Deion Sanders not even talking, not even letting anybody know what's going down because, frankly, does he need to say anything? Nick Saban said plenty for the group. We're going to talk about the comments around NIL. More importantly, Jordan Addison, one of our NIL candidates, decided he's leaving the ACC for brighter, sunnier skies. And so we're going to have that conversation with Drizzy Drake, our favorite on Freestyle Friday. Let's get it. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. Thank you for making me your first listen each and every day. As you see, we have this brand new camera, which is lovely on this side, but the mic is still TBD because it doesn't want to agree with me, and that's fine. But the audio is going to sound much better, thank the Lord, and we're going to vibe. I appreciate everyone's patience. I know the last couple episodes have been terrible to listen to. I personally have been cringing every time I try and go to Adobe Edition and change it. And I'm just, I'm so grateful some of y'all still listened on my behalf. You still commented, even watching YouTube. The YouTube is fine. So if you're listening to the YouTube side of it, I appreciate you for watching the beautiful face. <sighs> even when I couldn't show my camera because there was just a lot going on. Again, you are appreciated. Now, say all that said, Jersey Drake's in the building. We got a lot to go over. I don't want to waste time anymore talking about all of my woes in the podcast game. But... Drake, how you feeling, big dog? I'm good. The weekend is finally almost here. It's been a, it's been a good work week for me too, as well. So personally too, I'm actually gonna be getting LASIK next month, so that's gonna be a big thing I'm gonna be doing. But uh, no, I'm good. And I'm also been entertained a lot by uh, what's been going on in college football when it comes to a uh, old Jimbo Fisher over there. <laughs> Way to bury the lead. What the hell? LASIK? Your eyeball? You're gonna let them slice your eyeball? Girl, I have the worst vision known to man. I got minus ten in my left eye. And myopia, and I got minus ten point seven five in my right eye, but with astigmatism. Your boy's got oval ass eyes. I can't be. I can't be out here looking like that. And I, I used to wear glasses on camera. I got them bifocals, man. Those soda bottles from like the eighteen hundreds. That's me. <laughs> I have contacts too, and I have glasses. And I swear, like every time I go back to the doctor every year, he's like, maybe just a little more, maybe just a little more. I'm like, damn it, man, I'm gonna be blind by the time I'm thirty five, probably. Oh, no, like, I hadn't been to the doctor in five years. Like, so your vision changed. I'm like, how bad is it, doc? Well, I don't recommend you, you know, driving with your current profession, you know, for a little bit. Like, let's get some new ones. And I'm like, damn, that bad? Yeah, my girlfriend had to drive me back to the <laughs> from the uh, eye doctor to make sure everything was okay. <laughs> Great. You haven't What's been up? to the eye doctor in five years? No, girl. Okay, we won't talk about that. We're gonna, maybe this is a whole healthcare conversation. Is it an insurance issue? What, like, why are you seeking doctor visits? Is it a man thing? Wait, why do y'all not want to go to the doctor? The eye doctor? Yes. Because I, I was waiting for my prescription to run out, and it was happening to run out, and I, and I was seeing fine, and then, you know, I'm like, you know what? It's starting to be a little worse, so let me just fix it up real quick. Why didn't you just... Okay, fine. I'm not, I'm not going to go to this, because I'm not going to waste time. Okay. See, you got me hot. You got me hot as fish grease, Nick Saban. Listen, Jimbo Fisher, former FSU head coach, sounded off of now Texas A&M coach, is feeling away after Nick Saban pretty much took to the web and everyone who would listen on a, I guess we call it interview he was having, talking about those who had pretty much gained the system, took him millions of dollars, all of that good stuff, and now we're just sitting here frustrated, and he called out names, he called out specifically Jimbo, he called out specifically Dion, how they got a player a million dollars to go to Jackson State, 
down in Mississippi. Everyone was feeling away about that comment, but we'll get to that here in just a bit. As someone who has covered Florida State for these years, Jimbo's reaction, was it something where you're like, yep, that's Jimbo? Nothing is better than angry and pissed off Jimbo Fisher. I think it's probably one of the more entertaining things. It's like, it reminds you, I'm like, damn, I really, this guy, I wonder what happened when he was here. Oh, no way, he quit for an entire season. But, I mean, that's how he is. He basically he doesn't bury the lead, even though I will say it was really funny where he says, I don't lie and I don't cheat. And I'm like, I specifically remember you saying two weeks before you went to Texas A&M that FSU was your home and you weren't going anywhere but FSU. And I also remember that you said the same thing the year before when LSU was trying to bring you over. But a lot of things he was saying, I mean, he's right. I mean, I don't know why they're having these conversations. I mean, they're grown adults. And then you have Nick Saban over at Alabama overall just saying like, hey, I we got these kids over here, you know, going to Texas a for seven recruiting classes. There's seven kids, all the five stars. You got, he didn't, he didn't mention Travis Harvey by name, but obviously when you talk about the a kid that basically was seen as the number one overall recruit going to Jackson State, I don't know why. We know who we're talking about. You don't have to name him. You're you single out the one school with that. So with Jimbo Fisher, like that was that was something that needed to be said. And I'm not gonna lie to you. Jimbo is one of those people that like you know that man is, is he wants to smoke. That man is someone <laughs> I would not travel with. That is a stout, short, angry man. And that's yeah. someone that I would not want to get the pause on me for. Now we have October eighth is the date that everyone has marked their calendars because that's when Alabama baseball against Texas A and M. If you ever needed any fuel, Aggies, that was it. And we're going to bring this around to, you know, the AC conversation here. But I think it's just wild that someone who has benefited the most of having an historically well-run, oiled machine, wins on wins on wins, you don't do that from just got Joe, Jims and Joes that you built up and you're just this amazing coach. Like, let's keep that a man. I'm going to just say it. Basically, like, I think it, it's really funny that – Nick Saban always does this thing where he complains about one thing that's changing about college football, and but then I think it's all it's really always followed by him just okay. You know what? If y'all gonna do this, I'm gonna do this anyways. Like to follow the rest of y'all lead. Like okay, it's fine. But also, Nick Saban has been benefiting a lot from Alabama being a superpower. Also, by Alabama being financially stronger and financially more aggressive. Take that as you will. Overall, across the college football landscape, and him and Dabo, I think they're the ones being the most vocal about their opinion on NIL. Because now it's allowing schools that have been like blue blood schools that have been successful the past few years. You see USC, you see Texas, you see Miami now trying to start to be committed to football. You're seeing there's going to be other players in the room. I'm not saying that we're going to go from like having this full on parity in college football. That's not going to happen. But the sleeping giants or the or schools that you know were left by the wayside, FSU too. Like now we're going to be able to okay now that everything is you know up front and over over, over the table. Let's uh let's make it you know instead of being you know one two offense as a champion, we might not have five or six. And let's be honest about the situation. College football, there's been a parody since the beginning. Like there, There's no way to say or make bones about the fact that there has been a difference between your power fives, your top dogs, your FBS schools, and you know your division two schools, your HBCUs. Like There's been financial differences, and we can just go down the list of the facility differences. Like It's just it's ridiculous that we're even having this conversation like this is new news. But I will say when you mentioned – you know, Nick Saban talking about it and being one of these most vocal people kind of reminds me of Coach K, but what I respect about Coach K, I know you're all thinking Candace, what I respect about Coach K is he was honest with the times and the development of the guy. Like, he never, like, minced words. He was always a strong advocate for the sport. It wasn't a lamenting, like, yeah, there were times where, like, Coach K, all right, come on. But 
I think there were a lot of times where he's saying, well, yeah, this is what's going on. Make it evil or let these guys, they do a lot. Go get some money. Like, I think that's the difference that I've found from a basketball sense. We all know that that's going on and nobody really has this big fuss. The same way football is turning into this circus, it seems like. Uh, but I think it's already been a circus. I think college yeah. football, college football to me is the greatest reality TV show that's played in real time <laughs> on, on, on your screen. Instead of, instead of being on Bravo, shout out Desperate yeah. Housewives. It's not Desperate. Shout out Housewives, you know, OC. That's my, one, of my, one of my favorites. Is but it? that to me is probably the best one. Like that's how it always has been. And also to me, see, college football also has been extremely similar to soccer because mm-hmm. with, with, especially over in Europe, where basically you have these teams that are being supported by the communities and by where they're from, like Manchester United is my team. And Manchester, basically, you see how aggressive they are when it comes to their fan bases. They're basically feral at some points, but also they go after aggressively after these other players. That's where, to me, CFP is starting to come a lot closer with that. But then you're saying about Coach K, I think that Coach K, if he hadn't retired this year, I think that his he probably would have made some similar comments to Nick Saban because Nick Saban did come out saying that, okay, I meant more that I'm angry with basically how everything's been set up right now. I'm like, we know you're angry about both. You're kind of you're pissed off about both. It's okay, Nick. Mm-hmm. You don't have to apologize. We know how you really feel. But with Coach K, it just seems to me that like I mean, we're seeing right now, Roy Williams retired a year early than most people expected. Mm-hmm. Coach K kind of did the same thing right before NIL became sort of a crazy thing. And if we're going to be honest here, college basketball, like, have you seen the movie Blue Chips? I mean, that's basically that pretty much is based off a lot of stuff that you hear. You see with Penny Hardaway with James Wiseman. You see with Derrick yeah. Rose. Yeah, I think called in my first opinion, college basketball. Quite honestly, it was probably more lucrative when it came to these kids because the shoe deals actually make a lot of money for them. I mean, there's a fair point for sure. I think that ultimately, what's the, what I enjoy about guys who know when to retire is like you know when the game the game is past you and you know when it's time. Maybe Nick Saban is knocking at the door saying, "I can't keep up. I can't keep doing all these things. I can't. I've thrown enough money. I've thrown all the money I could throw. These guys still aren't coming here." He's burning everything down on his way out. He's like, you know what? I'm too. He's like, was it lethal weapon? I'm too old for this nonsense. I'm just gonna go out, but I'm taking everyone out with me. He's like, here's all my, here's all my complaints. Here's all my qualms. I'm out. A hundred percent. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if there's more to the story on that end. But guys, I want to also talk about the fact that J- Nick Saban talked about more than just Jimbo Fisher. He also had a conversation about Deion Sanders. But first, I love brownies, but I know that you might be interested in something even more delicious than that, and that is a brownie batter puff. Yes, the brownie pat- brown- there it is. The brownie batter puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now on Built.com. If you haven't tried puffs yet, tried puff yet, you know what? This breeze is just going great. Can you tell? If you haven't tried Puffs yet, <laughs> what are you waiting for? Puffs are 100% covered in real chocolate. They are a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. That's just a lot to get out of it. It's 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 17 grams of sugar. Brownie batter Puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. Say that three times fast. Okay, go to Build.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. For 15% off your order, go to Built.com using promo code LOCKED15. Who, buddy? Alrighty, now that we got through that one, we're going to talk about Deion Sanders, who was in the mix of the conversations when it came to Nick Saban, feeling like, hey, Travis Hunter getting a million dollars. Like, that's shady. How did he find that money? And to me, what pissed me off, several things. But number one, y'all don't ever feel away about HBCUs and their athletes and what they're doing, you know. But now 
that you've got top five, top ten, number one guys wanting to go to these universities. Now it's a problem. Now it's this big issue. Now we got to keep an eye on it. He couldn't have wanted to go to learn under Deion Sanders. He had to have money as an incentive to do that, and that's what bothered me most. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it was the main thing with me, though, also, like, the money doesn't hurt. I mean, like, I, I mean, in my personal opinion, like, like, never. Like, no, money never <laughs> hurts to go somewhere. Like, listen, I, I know people that have left for, you know, different jobs. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, why? You have like a good home life here and everything. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like oh, they're double my salary. I'm like, okay, you know what? I know what you make and I make twice that. Period. You, you do what you want. But no, I mean, that was the thing that I had a problem with with, F, with FSU fans being upset about. Like, I mean, I understood being upset with the whole announcement and then throwing the hat and then also not telling Norvell and staff. Like, that's, I, I'm behind that because I, I mean, I pay for my school there and everything else. Like throwing the hat, I was not down for that. But you're ha- you're having a kid who was the number one person at a position going to an HBCU to be coached by not probably the greatest defensive back of all time. And not only that, Dion has all these ends with Under Armour, with Gatorade, with everything. I mean, he's gonna have the awkward, you know, moment with Nick Saban with the Affleck commercial coming up soon. But overall, like he is op- able to open up avenues for him to be be playing. And the kid, I've been tracking his Instagram followers. He went from 128 from signing day to 340 as of this morning. 340,000 followers. And then also, exposure-wise, I seems like, oh, he's not going to get the exposure. Did you all see that Jackson State had their spring game on ESPN? And whereas, whereas most ACC uh, teams had it on ACC Network, which most cable channels don't carry. And also that Travis Hunter was actually at one of the days in the ESPN fights. And he was Speak actually on it. commenting. So... Let the man get paid. Stop bugging the kid, man. Let the man live and don't make excuses for him what he wants to do. Granted, make, you know, $10 million, if that's what he got, that's what he got. But I don't like people making these opinions or these comments when, like, you probably would have done the same damn thing if you're in that situation. Oh, preach, Jersey Drake. Because I think at the end of the day, as someone who works in marketing, let me just say, I know the people at Affleck is having a terror. They're all stressed the hell out because they're like, how <laughs> we have these campaigns. We're going into season 23. We're like, we got these commercials that we're about to shoot and all this other stuff. And I'm sure legal's going like, well, they're contractually obligated to work together. So I just know. Oh, legal's like, we're good. We're good. You'll just deal with that when you just the director will deal with that nonsense. <laughs> and everyone's still going to get paid too. So. Oh my God. we see. Some, I see some breach of contracts waiting to happen. But more than that, I just feel like you're absolutely right. At the end of the day, everyone has a price. I don't care what nobody says. Everybody has a price. There are certain things that you will be willing to do for the right freaking price. So let the kid live. Because sometimes to me, I feel like some of these gurus is like, one, you either did play college athletics and you never amounted to much, or you played college athletics and you had wished we had the NIL deal back in the day. And you know now you're trying to just be like, oh, we should do it the old traditional way. That's like the same people who say, Everyone should pay back their student loans. Like, hop off the nuts. Like, why are you so upset? You know, it's just, I don't know. Everyone has to complain about something. If they didn't, if people don't go through the same struggle, they feel as if it's like, oh, you didn't experience the same things. You don't deserve whatever came your way. I mean, there's no better way to put it than that. Just be like, just because you went through something doesn't mean I have to go through the same damn thing and also basically, you know, prepare to cycle for the next one. And that's just basically the way it is with that. And then with Travis Hunter, you know, He's not on my team. That's why I'm talking. I really don't don't talk about him that much, except when we do the NL conversation. I wish the best of him a luck over there. And I, like I said, I would have definitely grabbed that same amount of money because right now he probably makes more than I do, and I'm an attorney. <laughs> don't block my blessing over here. Worried about the wrong thing. Worried about what you got going on in your backyard. Like 
when I sit here and say I have a great job, I do all that stuff. But if you told me right now, all you had to do was follow one of these little NIL little boys around with the camera and you can make like four million, sign me up. My right boss now. does watch it, so no, I love my job, sir. No, I I'm we're excited to see you the other day. But no, he, he would understand you. He's a he's a big Ohio State guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Day said, "Hey, listen, I need you to come up here and just take legal legal aid and assistance for like six million dollars a year. Just don't you don't even have to do much. Just like read over contracts for kids. Wouldn't you be on the first train, or wouldn't your boss be on the first train smoking?" My boss would probably just literally leave in the dead of night, and he would not see him. <laughs> nah, he would let everybody know. But no, he's a big Ohio State guy. No, but that's true though. Like, if you're given the opportunity to do something you love, but also you get compensated for at a high value, and also yeah. it's going to open all these doors for you, you're going to do it. You're going to do yeah. what's best for you and your family. Screw, screw the outside. Now. Screw, screw everybody else. For, basically, this is the one time yeah. you can be selfish is at this age and with this profession because football, yeah, it chews you up and spits you out really damn quick. It's not a contact Uh-oh. sport. It's a collision sport. Preach, Drippy Drake, you own one today now. Come on. Not for long is the NFL, and that's what it, all athletes should get money out of every single college institution because when you think about how much these college kids are making, it's a drop, it's a tinkling in the bucket in comparison to how much these colleges make off you. It is. And also, folks, too, you know what happens when markets you know, start opening up fast and start really high? There's going to be market corrections too. There were these, these high value prices aren't going to be there for very long. I mean, do y'all remember when we paid Brock Osweiler $70 million to play QB? Do y'all remember when running backs were getting paid the most in the league, but then everyone found out how much they actually have wear and tear and how much a lot of running backs in college are used for like 400 carries a year? So it's going to come down. So I, to me, like you, these kids need to go understand their worth because for the past 50, 60 years, They've made each institution and, and the NCAA loads of money. And hell, not even the coaches can say anything much because the coaches didn't even start getting paid until 30 years ago. And now we have coaches that are making almost 10, 10, seven-figure salaries who are complaining. But you know what? You weren't complaining when you know we're making that much money and now the other kids are going to make a little piece of that. So that's just me. let that soapbox is getting real heavy now. Okay. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of our betting needs. Whether you're trying to figure out who is going to win that Texas A&M and Alabama matchup on October 8th, I know that's circling on my calendar. Maybe you should make it yours too. You can not only bet on that game, but also the basketball playoff. Shout out to the Miami Heat. You know, Drippy Drake is feeling it. Okay, against the Boston Celtics. You bet on major, major league baseball games, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online is where the game starts. So we're wrapping up the show here with Drizzy Drake, and we mentioned the money, going after what you can get right away and fully just being into the moment. And after $3.5 million, it seems that Jordan Addison is taking his talents to the University of Southern California. He is going to be a Trojan. He is leaving the ACC couple thoughts here. Let's start with the fact that we knew he was never going back to Pitt. But to me, I felt like maybe he should be like Zay Flowers. Where's your loyalty, dog? Where's, but do you think it was that he didn't want to play with Keaton Clovis? Like, what was, what, what was his decision to be like, nah, absolutely not Pitt? I mean, so I like Keaton Clovis a lot. Here's the problem. And I say this about, like, I was a big fan of JT Daniels. I actually wanted to be a transfer that we went after, actually, at Florida State. The problem is... They don't have the best clean bill of health. And mm. I'm pretty sure Keenslow also had the shoulder injury of his throwing shoulder. 
And we've seen how that basically, if it's the worse it is, like basically you're going to be throwing with like a water pistol. I think Alex Hornerbrook had the same thing a few years ago at Wisconsin. So to me personally, I think if he stayed at Pitt, I think he would have kept that first round, I guess, regardless of who the QB was. But you saw how in the NFL draft, what, six wide receivers were taken? And most of them were at like big time school. I think three of them were from Ohio State. And then like in USC with Drake London. I mean, listen, you look at Drake London, I'm like, oh, I can go over here and play with Caleb Williams, who is also going to be another kid that's going to be the first round pick overall soon. If those options for me are a lot better than staying at Pitt. Now, I understand the loyalty thing where Pat Narduzzi, you know, kept this run like straight with you with that. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, loyalty is strong and you've been there for a while. But if you're not going to be able to have the best season for you, honestly, you, do, you should do what's best for you overall and your family. Yeah, I, I struggle because I'm definitely a, a loyal person. Like, I'm loyal to a fall. I'm finishing down. But in the nature of the NFL, in the college football world, I have come to see that ain't nothing loyal amongst thieves. Like, it's all a business. It's all mm-hmm. do what's best for you. We love you till we can't use you no more. Like, so I'm all for guys just doing what they need to do best. Like, yeah, you're going to hear the vitriol a little bit sometimes, but I think it's worth it to always make that decision for you. Oh, no, that's very fair. And I think Zay Flowers didn't make any, any, anything wrong with saying with him. And also, like, counterpoint to Jordan Asin going to the Pac-12, all of his games are, like, in the middle of the night. You're not going to have <laughs> that many people watching you. And also, in my personal opinion, what coach and what team out there has, like, a really, really strong defense overall? Well, what did Lincoln Riley show anybody that's like, yeah, that's the coach I want to play for? I mean, yeah, I mean, he did show that he had C.D. Lamb draft the first round overall. CD could have been thrown to by a monkey. He okay, you know what? You're right. You know what? You're right. You're right. See, um, oh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Sir. That's a first round pick right there. Hey, listen, Max always says this, and I think it's a great quote. GMs, GMs make the easiest job look extremely difficult because they make, you make, you know, interesting picks. All right, I'm going to let that fester for all the fans out there who, you know, are probably going to listen to Locked on some of those podcasts a little bit down the road, listen to Max. I want to get – we'll circle back to that one of these days. But I do think that ultimately, you know, Jordan Addison leaving the ACC is like we've had conversations all week about the ACC not really being the star power and having the guy who won the Blitnikoff Award leaving ain't really helping our case. And, I'm not, I mean, maybe the alliance will help, but, uh, yeah, no, probably not. I mean, yeah, you said the Alliance thing. I think I said the moment they dropped, I'm like, I didn't have much faith in that at all, period. But no, I mean, like, I know I saw the Paul Feinbaum comments and I'm just sitting over here like, I mean, you guys have Vanderbilt in your conference. You guys have a Mississippi State team that hasn't done much of anything. You have an Ole Miss team that I think had their first 10-1 season in their history of their entire career. You are basically, you're like the ACC where you're let afloat by two teams, Georgia and Alabama. And then what are you going to do? Like the Big Ten is the only one, in my personal opinion, that should be strong this up because they have Ohio State, they have Michigan, they have Penn State, and even Wisconsin's good every single damn year. So I know we're losing star power with Jordan Addison, but we have we have discussed this analogy, and we have probably the best top five QBs in the co- in the country, actually in our conference overall. Oh, you fair. can even go, you can even go to seven down to seven. Let's keep it a band though. I'm surprised that Jordan Addison didn't look within the house, keep it in house, and want to go play at a place like Virginia. Like, why not go play with Britton Armstrong, with Tony Elliott? And, like, I get they could find some money in Charlottesville. Trust me. Would you? So, I don't know how enter transfers work. I do know the SEC, you would need to sit out or you would need a waiver. I think the ACC, because I know Jordan Travis transferred from Louisville to FSU. That was before the portal. 
So to me, maybe that might, I mean that could be an issue, but I mean not an issue. It could be an option. But do you really want to put your last season overall in the hands of a first year head coach when a lot of people also thought the QB that you had was only that dynamic because of Brocko Mendenhall? You might as well just stay home for that. You might as well stay home with Pat Narduzzi. Fine, but then what about you know what you look at NC State? He could have been Devin Carter. That's a better option. Devin I mean that, that like. That's a better option. Why don't you go down to Miami with Tyler Van Dyke? Because they need to replace Charleston Rambo too. That's why it's another listen, one too. I know you listened yesterday because nope. I gave this option. I said yeah. Tyler Van Dyke and Mario Cristobal in Miami was the perfect spot because I know they found money in Miami. Hell, yo, Jordan, I know for a damn fact that Brandon Marion was very interested in coming to Florida State. You could have come down here. You could have helped out Jordan Trust. You could have been your, our number one option. Come on. Norvell got freaking uh, Calvin Austin drafted. Like, listen. And the, the way Pitt has a great fan base – doesn't compare to Miami and FSU. Like, doesn't even come close. No, exactly. And that's also where I think that, like, Paul Fimo forgets that just because us two are down, like, when they actually do come back, and I, come back up. But I think with the hire, Chris, of all, to help Miami, I do think Norvell will get the ship in the right direction towards either him or the next guy actually being able to do that. That when all three of us, we're actually, we're able to carry the conference by ourselves. And that's where I yeah. think Feinbaum is kind of, because I think he's, he has misplaced anger with John Phillips. I think I texted you that on Monday where, you know, you got to talk about John Swafford, right? You want to talk about, you know, the guy that you have talked to a lot with Raycom. But overall, like to me, like Paul Feinbaum, I get it. Just, you know, you have your radio show with ESPN. Just to ease up a little bit because uh, you don't want the smoke right now. Paul, I'm so sorry I called your name wrong. I said Finnenbaum at least like 103 times on the show. But no, the not- way he was talking outside of his mouth, he deserved to be called Finnenbaum. I added extra ends that did not exist. However... I think at the end of the day, I'm still hyped about the ACC. I don't know about the, I don't know why everyone's so negative, but I'm ready for the season. I think we're going to be just fine. I'm ready for – I'm honestly ready for NC State to do really well. I don't care what nobody says. And they fans need it. They need that energy. I'm ready for Miami to be good. I know you're not. I'm ready for – honestly, I want a battle in the Atlantic. Like, that would make a good year for me. Coastal is like whatever at this point. I don't care. I've, I've given up on UNC. I don't even make a prediction this year. I don't I don't care. This is actually going to be a really, really fun season because there's a lot of coaches out there that need to prove that this is finally their year and they yeah. finally have their guys. And also with Mark Cristobal, he has a lot of hype behind him right now. He Ooh. needs to do something because Tyler Van Dyke ain't going to be there next year. Tyler Van Dyke's going to get drafted because I would draft Tyler Van Dyke in a heartbeat. And also you have with the Atlantic, DJU needs to play or else he's going to get the Kelly Bryant treatment and get benched for Clay Kubnick, Kay Klubnick. And then Devin Leary, Dave Doran, you need to win 10 games. You've never won 10 games at NC State. You've won, you've won nine. One, two, three times. You need to fix that, my guy. Ooh, and Molly Cunningham. Ooh-wee. Look, I love a little spice. Now we got a lot to cover throughout this entire offseason. I'm sure we can throw out predictions. I'm sure we can talk about who needs to do a little bit better during, or who needs to prove it, especially from a coaching standpoint. Again, we talked about Nick Saban. We talked about Jimbo Fisher. And hopefully they can just meet up, meet up the minds, have a little powwow on the side. Like they can just <laughs> make it all work. You know, at the end of the day, we're having guys who make, what, $20 million a piece, like crying. Like I'm not feeling that bad for either. They're probably going to be fine. Probably like drink a bunch of bourbon. I mean, I'm pretty sure they actually they oh, they both have a lake house. I think on the same lake next to each other. I think it's Hint, those two, and I think Muschamp is also there. I think Kirby right. Smart's there too. And I was like, this is going to be a really really funny banana boat ride. I really would love that picture. Just like that that, that picture of a like LeBron, Melo, Wade, and Chris Paul's like put their faces on them. I'd be like, that'd be hilarious. So you know the wives right now are literally texting each other like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, you know, you know for a damn fact, Saban's wife is like literally is like Nick. What the hell did you do? Have you like, like that? De- Debbie Ann, we're supposed to have a cookout on Memorial Day weekend. Like, what are you doing? 
You already know that's how that's going down. Jimmy Drake, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Uh, you can follow me at Tally underscore underscore director as you see below. You can follow my co-host at Maximally17. You can follow my other co-host, Dave Wise, at FSU Knowles. The O is a zero and the S is a five because Dave is old. And you can follow the three, three of us at Knowles Anonymous where basically we engage with our fans, where we get our themes for episodes and also our mail like Mondays. As always, we're fans first, people second, podcast is third, and also uh, Jordan Addison, I can still get you some cash if you do want to come to FSU. I can definitely help facilitate that. <laughs> I am crying. You know, it's never too late. The season hasn't started yet. They haven't gone to camp yet, so there's still time. But guys, mm-hmm. make sure you check out Locked on Seminoles podcast as well as all of our conference shows. And you can check out, more importantly, all of the ACC shows that we have here on the Locked on Podcast Network, as well as the Locked on NBA Draft. Got a lot of big things. Shout out to the Orlando Magic with number one pick. Okay, will it be Chet Holdrum or will we? Nope. Okay. Don't feel that? All right. I feel the vibes. Now, <laughs> good luck to the Miami Heat this weekend. Shout out to Drippy Drake. I hope they pull it out for you. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Let's go, and Jimmy. <laughs> for Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake. Until next time. <laughs>